Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 276. The move of the Rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode: Germans love Frank A. Rincon. It is, it is so good to be back on U.S. soil. Welcome back. Yay. You know, uh, at one point, the Germans, Germans started singing. Germans have kicked you out. The Germans were singing these, like, uh, I was hanging at a bar, and these Germans were singing this, like, uh, native song of theirs. Okay. They're very proud of it, and they wanted to hear something from America. And the only thing I could think of was the, the Jefferson's theme. So I sang mm-hmm. back to him, and it went over very well. That's nice. You should go, Friday, Friday, <laughs> everybody loves Friday. What's the name of that girl? Fun, Something fun, Black. Fun, Rebecca. fun, Rebecca Black. You should have let him on a merry round of uh, Rebecca Black. <laughs> hey, guys, the uh, live show sounded great. Thank you. Awesome. It looks like we got some good calls. You know, I wanted to... Thanks to Dennis for sitting in the chair yeah, and keeping it he warm. Did, yeah. He did a very good job. Yeah, um, we actually uh, we actually got him out of his uh, his dentist shell there towards the end. <laughs> it was great. I did notice that uh, you know there were some people who were very concerned about the show ending at episode <laughs> three hundred, and that's always been, I guess, like a joke or like a non realistic joke or you know keep people guessing and and something like that. I never really meant that the show was going to end, but you know let people keep people guessing about it. Yeah, know? yeah. And uh, it was very nice to hear people say, "Please don't end." Well, at it was. It was. It it restored my faith in what we <laughs> what we do. So and, I, um, I don't think there's any. You know, I said a thousand more, but uh, you know, it's uh, until I guess one of us moves away or dies or something. Are you going to move away? Is that your way of telling us? You well, move? Germany was so nice, right? That they asked me to leave because okay. it was a nice place, and I was kind of messing it up for them. Oh man! Um, I mean, you could always Skype in from Germany. <laughs> Yeah, not like that. This <laughs> is good. I got some. Uh, so, don't you guys want to know what I was doing in Germany? Yes. Okay. I guess for our listeners too. Um, you know, we talk about what we do for a living here, and on my end, I'm a commercial producer. Yes. I produce commercials for uh, the Army Air Force Exchange Service, and I was sent to Germany to produce a couple of commercials while we were there. Yeah. So we were going, uh, we had a really good trip. Will they have subtitles? No, but they will air on the Armed Forces Network, which is something that the military watches. What's up, AFN? Yeah, which the military, that's like their American channel. So they can, because they show a lot of American shows. American channel. (laughs) Channel. And uh, so the great thing about it is that we were, we traveled around Germany we were all over the place. We would, we would wake up in the morning, talk about what we had to shoot, shoot it, then and then talk around, about what you shot. Well, no, and then we'd have lunch or a late lunch, get in the van, drive to our next location, which could be anywhere from fifty to a hundred miles away. Okay. Have dinner, talk about the next day, go to sleep, wake up, breakfast, talk about what we had to shoot, shoot it, 
um, then have lunch or dinner, and we did that every day. So I stayed in a different hotel practically mm. every every night. So there was a lot of. By the end, we were pretty beat. I meant to have this queued up for you. That's right. Welcome back, everyone. Yeah. I know the old place is not quite at its best right now, but don't worry, we'll be fine. Ah, uh, commit. There's no way we can rehearse with a place like this. <laughs> okay, only that first half of it. <laughs> that was a great drop. Sorry. Maybe but, that's why I didn't have it queued up. But, uh, you know, uh, some of the interesting things that the military, you know, the military has these lodgings that are meant for military families. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, I stayed in some very nice hotels that are of Marriott quality or more for like 20, 39 bucks a night. So it wasn't so the much Marriott, billeting, huh? was it? Yeah, Ooh. I mean, Marriott quality. I'm not talking about little, little, you know, holes. Oops, we're cutting yeah. out. Oh, my. I think I just, I yanked on the, oh, there, there we go. go. Oh, no. See, but, I'm getting uh, everything you're getting. You know, and I stayed at this one lodge, which was like, I think it was like 80 bucks a night, but it was it was easily worth more than that. Where's okay. my phone? And I don't know. Want me to call you? No, here it is. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. We shot all, we shot 12 hours of footage while we were there in 10 days, and uh, now I have to go back and sort through all that and make, a, make several spots out of it. But I did have a couple of uh, interesting observations okay. while I was there. Yes. Um, first and foremost, like meat is just a huge part of their diet, particularly sausages and pork. Yes, In all absolutely. It is just huge, giant part of their diet. Why are you calling me? <laughs> I wanted to help you find your phone. No, I said it's no. A, you don't. It's need a to really call me. nice phone. Yes, that thing's like that thing's like the size don't of a Galaxy him. Tab, isn't it? No. Uh, Brad basically has a Galaxy Tab for no. a phone these days. You know it's what? Awesome. I want to get the Google Nexus. I'm looking. At oh, that really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, doors, <laughs> doors open backwards in a way. Like, you know, here in America, when you reach for a door and you would instinctively, like, push it in to go. Yeah. It, was always, it always seemed to be most of the time opposite. You would pull out. Okay. Or the doorknob would be on the other side. That doesn't make it, sense. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel instinctive um, in a way. Now, that wasn't 100% of the time, but... Like whenever we'd walk into a building or something, you'd reach for a doorknob, you right. automatically want to pull it. It was actually a push. Yeah. Now the the Germans are known for their efficiency and their mechanical uh, um, stick to itiveness. Mm-hmm. So my guess is that however they're doing it over there is probably better than how we do it over here. <laughs> how was the sauerkraut? Uh, I don't care for sauerkraut. I did eat it a couple times. It tasted like sauerkraut to me. Okay, it's it's mm, hard. But I did sauerkraut. hear a funny story about this guy who's father in law made sauerkraut in Texas, and here's how he did it. Bought a trash can, a clean trash can, filled it with water about halfway. Yeah. Uh, put in a whole thing of salt. Okay. Threw in some heads of cabbage. Yeah. Put in a piece of, of wood and a cinder block so okay. that would push down on the cabbages. Right. Cover it up and duct tape it and leave it out in the Texas sun for about two weeks. Oh, geez. Opened it up two weeks later. It had fermented. They took out the cabbages, cut it up, sauerkraut. Yeah, mm. and um, and no one got sick from it, and it was apparently very good sauerkraut. And does anybody hear that ingredient list and think I got to get me some of that? <laughs> I'll just get it from the can. I don't. I yeah. I've I've never. There's a uh, German restaurant here in the area. Maybe we maybe we should have done our show from there today <laughs> in honor of you, Frank. But uh, it's called the Bavarian Grill. No more meat. And it's um <laughs> it, it's over. It's just east of us. It's a Parker and seventy five. I know that means a lot to those of you listening in Norway and Australia. So you know what up um but that place is truly authentic and uh 
I don't go there all the time, but when I do, I have to avoid the sauerkraut because even though um, my uh, um, my maternal grandmother's name was Vol, mm-hmm. I'm, I can't do sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I can't do it, man. I, I can barely do the sauerkraut, especially if it's on a sausage or something. Okay. The um, you know, an, another thing you were talking about German efficiency. Yeah. A lot of the hotels when we did stay in town, um, you know, they would have knobs for the ceiling fan and for the lights. But there was no label as to what those knobs did. Huh. So there would, so it was like you'd punch it. Well, that's not the light. You turn. Oh, that's the light dimmer. Okay, how do I operate the fan? Uh, you know. And again, it was levers and stuff. Now I'm sure someone from Germany would just you know right off the bat, but it wasn't intuitive. There wasn't anything labeled as to this is light or well, anything. Even if it had been labeled, it's not like you would have been able to read it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sure there's an app for that these days. But how so, was your soda cost more than beer? Really? We drank beer all the time because a, a beer would cost like did three you drink, euros. Did you drink on the job? Uh, well, at dinner we did because it was cheaper than soda. Sure. <laughs> and and uh, when you ask for water, they bring you bottled water. They don't bring mm-hmm. you like a glass of water. Well, that's Why would they do that? So they can um, charge you? Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's a cultural thing, I guess. You know, I, I asked that same question and go, that's just the way it's always been, <laughs> you know? Um, there were windows. they all blonde haired, blue eyes? Uh, there were some very attractive women there. Yes, there were some. There's just, some very attractive women in Texas. I know, but these women were just—they just, just mean, look different. Did you ever okay. see? Germ- <laughs> you ever see a European Vacation? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they're all over the place. Um, okay. Did you get in a fight during Oktoberfest? Uh, no, but we did. We did get. It's not October for one thing. There was a dance off with some point. with some kids. I can't argue and, with that. And they were waiting for some Americans to challenge them to okay. this dance off. No one did, but it was it was cute, and uh, they okay. were they were wearing their leader hosen and stuff like nice. that. And they were dancing. So it was a pants off dance off. <laughs> get get your later hosen on. And uh, the windows there now, air conditioning isn't a big deal there. I had to buy a jacket while it was there because oh. it was like in the sixties. It was like in the sixties here when you left. I think. Yeah, I mean it was. And it was you just, came back to like it's like fifty degrees hotter. Yeah. Um, there you go. I never heard go. that song once. We no, can, they we'd turn on the radio and really? I would ask, why aren't they playing 99 Loof Balloon? They weren't playing this like in the malls. <laughs> what about the, never or, in the heard hotel it. lobby? Do you need never to hook us up it. with the original version of Herod uh, Commissar? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There you go. A little after the fire. But they also had um, their windows. So air conditioning is not a big deal there. Okay. They, they just don't have it. They have but, more windows? Yeah. Are their windows just more efficient or well, do they actually have more of them? The cool thing about their windows was they opened two ways. Okay. okay. And this was... Pretty much the same wherever I went. The windows would open like a door. There'd be a handle. You turn it one way, and it would open like a front door or any type of regular door. Just oh, cool. It didn't go up. Okay. Now, the other way it could open was if you closed it and turned the handle the other way, the top of the window would come open like those old windows from elementary school where you yes. had to use the pole to open it. Yes. They would open like that. So if it was too cold or if you just needed a certain breeze, okay, they would open that way. So, um... You know, it was those little cultural things that um, that were just so fascinating, and we were lucky. We had a we had a, a guide with us the whole time, so oh, he okay, took, he took us everywhere. We didn't have to worry about anything. If there was a language issue, he took care of so it. So cool, and hey. that was worth. Uh, he was a godsend. Did, Did you get tired of the Germans always talking about David Hasselhoff? <laughs> uh, yeah, they would ask if I had met him, what okay. he was like. Uh, they wanted to know what Kit was like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ask and if you've ever shared a hamburger with David Hasselhoff. <laughs> yeah, 
And they also asked if... Um, or a drink. <laughs> and they had asked if, if he really was uh, the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah, see, that's, <laughs> you that's get good. that. I, I do get it. And uh, he's, he's always my king of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> but uh, it, it was a fun trip. It was. Uh, I'm glad I went, and the fact that we had a guide made things 100 percent but easier because we just didn't have to. We didn't have to worry about driving. We didn't have to worry about you know our reservations were already made. Mm-hmm. So basically, we'd show up, just gear up. We'd have to talk to the to the talent we were going to use right. and stuff like that. And I mean, it was a great trip. How fast did you get the minivan on the autobahn? Uh, we were on the autobahn all the time. And That's I have so to awesome. say, they're driving. Yeah. While it's now they do have speed limits. But they're suggested. Okay. <laughs> they're not really observed. Okay. Uh, but it was fascinating just to see how fast they drive yeah. and how courteous they drive in that it's yes. just, you know, if you're going slower and there's a car in front of you, the car just moves over, you move ahead. Okay. You didn't see any wrecks there. The whole time, And we spent a lot of time on the road. You gone yeah. on the Autobahn? Uh, yeah, we were on the Autobahn. Wow. And I spent uh, a few it's days for you, in... Bill. in and we spent I'm a few days it. in Italy too. Dirty. Wow. Italy? Uh, yes. Really? We were, yeah, we Did were they, in Vicenza. Anybody have big mustaches? Uh, yes. Uh, it was dirty. One guy described it as, why is this part of Europe so brown? And he meant just in general, not the people color, but like the houses and the sky. And it's amazing what. Did it smell of oregano and basil? <laughs> It reminded me of a central Mexican city. Oh man, interesting! And the Italians—they drive much different than the Amer- than uh, the Germans. Yeah. In that, you know, you—it would not be uncommon to see an Italian driving backwards the wrong way in a one-way street. You know, Italians driving through the mall. You know, goats driving. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. It, it, the the driving culture between Germany and Italy. To where Germany has all these rules that you follow and stuff like that. Italy, okay. they have signs and laws, but everyone is just taking their hands and running it under their chin and going, hey. Oh, that hey. is so rude. <laughs> well, it's, it's so weird because in Italy, I mean, you have, you know, Italy is the home of the Ferrari. Oh, Italy is home I, of the Maserati. It's also the home of Fiat. I, I did, um, we did stop at a truck stop. Good. Three... Ferrari stopped all at the same time, and mm. one of the guys came out of the Ferrari, and he was just kind of cheesy-ish, you know, kind of a, he was trying to look cool, but he was wearing a, a, a white beater <laughs> and a baseball cap, and he was drinking a one-liter Mezomix, which is their, like, their version of a soda, and he's just drinking it, and they're all talking, hey, oh, hey, yeah, but daddy, yeah, I so it was basically, it was basically the European version of the Jersey Shore. Then is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, and you know, I was told don't judge Italy on this part of the country. Now you were in what northern Italy? Yeah, because I, you know, my understanding is that northern Italy is an entirely different culture than southern Italy. The timing feels right. Wow, all this stuff looks pretty good. Uh, can we get some salami and... Brian, Brian, let me handle this. Uh, scusi. Babidi-boopi. Because, huh? There you go. What are you doing? Speaking Italian. Babidi-boopi. Babidi-boopi-babidi-babidi. Peter, you can't speak Italian just because you have a mustache. Boopidi-bopa. Yes. Were they arguing a lot? That is not an exaggeration. Really? 
I mean, it was constant. Let it, me know when you get back to German talk. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I was going to wrap it up. That that was essentially it. You know, we got we got all this footage. Things worked great. You know, it was it was a fun trip. I'm glad I got to go. And um, you know, now I have to make these commercials. So. Did you get to uh, spend any time in Liechtenstein or Switzerland? No. Did you buy a nice watch? Uh, we did go through. Um, where did Sound of Music take place? Austria. Uh, we, we did drive through Austria for about an hour. I'm, look, yeah, I'm waiting for the drop. I just said Austria. <laughs> what, what drop? Monty Python? Good day, mate. Put another shrimp on the barbie. I don't have that drop. Okay, it's too bad. <laughs> anyway, it was fun. So, um, yes. Those are just some observations. So, had a great time. Are they still fans of Mussolini over there? Do they have <laughs> lots of Do they have lots of cardboard tanks rolling around in uh, Italy? Oh, here's something interesting. That's so, how I got through World War II. Is cardboard tanks? Many people don't know that. Um, That's your axis of evil for you, by the way. So they lost. Um, or so when I went to leave Italy, or when I was leaving back for the states, I had Jace. to fly from Venice mm-hmm. to Frankfurt and then Frankfurt back to the U.S. Okay. So um, when I got to the airport, they did not have my reservation. Oh. And uh, so we're looking and looking and looking, and time is of a fact. Dang. There. What do you do there? Well, it turned out that they had taken my middle initial and put it in front of in the back of my name. So it was Frank A. Frank A. Frank okay. A. Rincon. Okay. So it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Frank Rincon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the A stands for awesome. It does. <laughs> but they... Uh, but they found my reservation. Like I, I was about a good thirty minutes from missing the flight because we had to, <laughs> and we had gotten there two hours before. So, you know, take that. Wow. But we flew. Frank. We flew Luf- Lufthansa yes. Airlines. Now, here's how Germans kind of differ from American Airlines. I don't know. Okay. But, uh, but when I uh, when I flew from Venice to Frankfurt, I left my iPad. On the flight. Oh. In the magazine rack. Oh, dude. Yeah. So I just walked away. So it wasn't until I was on the other flight that I realized that I had done that. Now, they had inboard, inboard um, Wi-Fi. In, Wi-Fi. Yeah. So I found out what the what to do in case you lost it. Okay. Wrote to them. Told them where I was and what stuff. Yeah. And within 12 hours, they wrote me back. We have it, Mr. Rincon. We will be mailing it out to you shortly. Oh, nice. I would, because I pretty much wrote it off. I okay. was thinking, all right, the chances of me getting this back are pretty slim. Yeah, you Frank think on JetBlue, they like, don't, don't. <laughs> exactly. So I was thinking, so I've been looking at that Nexus 7 tablet, the Google tablet, and I was thinking, well, maybe mm. I could just get that. Tanks, so and now you can't write this off, can you? No. So you should have you set got it fire back. to it. Uh, I should get it back within a few days, because that was Friday when I got the email. Don't, don't. But anyway, that's it for German talk. Good I, still, to have I think back. you should have committed arson on it. <laughs> I don't like Japanese people. <laughs> Japanese people. Say that to them. It's a good thing you went to Germany then. Oh, I we love did. Nazis though. Yeah, see, I wish I'd gone to Germany. You could have said that all the time. Yeah, I love well, Nazis though. I'm um I'm I'm pretty Aryan, you know. I mean, I can get a tan, unlike those <laughs> near albinos, but. Um, but yeah. but guys, if you're ever looking for like a just a nice place to visit, I can highly recommend um, Germany. It was yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was beautiful, excellent. I have tons of pictures, and it's just a beautiful. The hills are alive mm. with the sound of Griswold. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say Deutschland über alles? Deutschland über alles. Excellent. What does that mean? 
Uh, that means I love uh, Nazis, though. That means Germany over everything. Wow. Um, yes, that that's a drop, people, and that was clearly taken out of context. I love Nazis, though. What context would you I say that? I don't remember saying that. <laughs> I am that's a cat problem. Bigot. I am a cat bigot. Uh, Frank and I made the best oh, decisions. Wait, we, we should mention this. Okay, we can okay. do that now or later. All right, let's do it right now because okay. it'll be brief. Uh, so, um, Michael Schwartz. The Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. You know, he's creator of Oceanverse. He finally came out with a collected edition that he was looking for sponsors to help him with on Kickstarter. Yeah. And uh, the book finally came, and I got it. And, Michael, I have to say it's a beautiful presentation. Looks great. I'm glad to uh, to have been part of your uh, Kickstarter program. Mm-hmm. Um, it hey. has all the strips in it. it Your name's in the back. Yeah, Sweet. my name is in the back. It says Frank A. Rincon, but after the A, there's an exclamation point. Yeah. Frank nice. A. Rincon. A. 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 That's nice. <laughs> Bucket of boopy. And Bucket it's signed by him. And, uh, uh, you know, Mike, I just want to wish you good luck with this. I know you're you're a good guy. You're a fun artist. The, um, the artwork in here is, uh, you know, instead of going with the black, they kind of went with the sepia brown. If you've ever and an read, ivory type paper, if you've okay. ever, yeah, if you've ever read the, um, shoot, what is the uh, Will Eisner graphic novel trilogy that they, oh God, um, contract with God, yeah, contract with God trilogy. They put it out. In How the, do you guys know that? Because I have a copy of it. Oh, okay. They put it out in like a two and a half inch thick mm-hmm. hardback yeah, that book. That's a, that's a tome, and it's it's printed on on paper like this and the inks this color too yeah. it's very very nice presentation good choice mike with with the way you did this yes I, and and this is a book that i could recommend for uh you know kids that are in you know adults and kids but you hey, know kids around seven or eight too. Yeah. will you loan this to me so i can read the whole thing i'd love to read it all at once in fact if you give me that sticker that's in it because i want to put that on my ipad when it comes nice back. presentation michael what'd you get very nice what'd you get a sticker Nice. At the level I gave, I was given a sticker. That's fantastic. <laughs> Tell Mike and the listeners how this arrived. One million dollars. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Michael, I know it's a it's a great book, but uh, and I think this has to do with the fact that I was gone for two weeks. It was shoved in my mailbox, um, bent around, so the spine is crooked. Folded in half long ways. Yeah, folded in half long ways. And the book is basically the shape of those old Garfield books. Yeah, right. It's um, a it's a landscape, not a yeah. portrait presentation. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so it got bent, but you know, I don't care. It was it's folded fun. in half lengthwise. Yeah. And uh, you know, this is a book that would be great for kids. Um, you know, seven or eight during the summer, even older. It's just an adventure book. Uh, please check it out, uh, Michael. Is it MichaelSchwartz dot com? Yeah, MichaelSchwartz dot com. Check it out. Okay. Hey, the Schwartz you yeah and you do need to say that anytime you speak to him that that should be your uh, email signature were you to uh, you know contact him in some way now frank and i made the smartest decisions individually that either one of us has ever made in our lives our entire lives and i don't think i'm exaggerating that's right. the bar. i did not invest in the Facebook. bar is up Woo. oh good no, that's job. not what i'm talking about oh. i'm talking about going to see probably the greatest movie ever made Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, so good. So good. It is currently my most favorite movie of all time, and I'm not exaggerating. I would in say the least. It, is, it is in my top five for the summer so far because it doesn't play it tongue-in-cheek. It plays it seriously. It was really so good. That was the, the... And I know what you're thinking, listener. You're thinking, 
This is a bit. I'm looking no, into Brad's eyes. I, I don't see Look, the twinkle. Do you, that the twinkle that, that you expect out of right, Brad. Right. That twinkle that you see so often uh-huh. when I'm doing a yeah, bit. Right. I'm, it's not there. bit that's in quotes. No. I'm not smiling. I'm not winking and nodding. No, he's not. I? In fact, his eyes, it's kind of the dull look of a trapped animal right now. So I can tell he's not being, <laughs> you know. Well, that happens all the time well, with this show. But okay. uh, I, I would even put this above uh, Avengers because it was so unexpected and so just fresh. You are just would, well. That's right. You you are a, a fan of the last half of. Uh, I loved. Avengers. I loved Avengers. I'd put this um, at least even with it. That I is mean, I'm amazing not to I me. Absolutely. I, I went to see it with Ashley, mm-hmm. and uh, I was watching it, and I turned to her when the when the uh, credits started rolling, and I said, "That was the greatest movie of all time." And in that <laughs> that moment, I absolutely meant it. Better than Cabin in the Woods. Better than Cabin in yeah. the Woods. Better than Star Wars. Better than Empire Strikes Back. Better than The Dark Knight. Better than Aliens. Better Wait, than Battlestar Galactica? Better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls? Is that what you Skulls? said? No. What did I say? Yeah, what did you say? I said The Dark Knight, wow. Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Better than Battlestar Galactica. I'll say it. What, the TV yeah, have series? Have you seen the Battlestar movie? Galactica? Yeah. Oh, you've seen the series? Oh, I thought you meant the old movie. Yeah, I meant the series. No, I haven't seen the new stuff. Um, uh, that <laughs> movie, I can't find anything wrong with it. I, I mean, uh, I absolutely love I'm not exaggerating. I loved it. It was it, it was a pleasant surprise in that these mashup novels are becoming a big thing. You know, there was another one called Pri- uh, Pride, Based Prejudice, and Zombies. zombies. Yeah. Same guy wrote it. Yeah, and... This one just had a very fresh look at at something that we're all familiar with, Abraham Lincoln, but giving it a spin. And I think the brilliant part was that they didn't do tongue in cheek and they didn't do wah, wah. They played this as a serious thing and it made Abraham Lincoln look like a bad butt. He was, I'll say it, I'll just go ahead and say it, earmuffs. He was a badass. He was a badass. Wow. It makes me want to, I hated history growing up. I'm not a fan of it. As I've gotten older, I'm, I'm starting to realize that that's been a mistake to not learn and to retain more historical facts and, and stuff like that. But it makes me want to go back and study the Civil War again. The um, We're spoiling this if, if you, you know. Yeah, because there were a lot of vampires in the Civil War. <laughs> that's, well, that's they, how, there were. Well, see, yeah, in the South. I never, yeah. See, first off. I am a student of history, this so doc- I know that there were vampires was, in the I South. I was a history minor. This was a based okay. on a true College. story. Thank you. I don't know if you know this or not, Bill. Yeah, no, but I Abraham don't. Lincoln was a real guy. Okay. No, I know that being uh, okay. the history buff. Now, I I, I want to read some facts that I found about Lincoln, where the movie diverges from history, but it's funny. It's very interesting. This doesn't ruin like the movie. Lincoln never knew vampires. <laughs> well, listen to this. Okay, right. so early in the movie, uh, Lincoln's mother succumbs to a vampire because of a deal that his father, uh, a debt that his father needed right. to have paid. So mm. a vampire takes her essence, essentially. Hmm. But in reality, his mother, Nancy Hanks, uh, did, in die fact, uh, did in fact die when Lincoln was only nine. Though it was not from, from a bite of a slave-owning vampire, but rather from milk sickness caused by drinking milk from a cow who had eaten the poisonous white snake root. Mm, that's unfortunate. So that's uh, that's really how she died. I can understand why they changed that for the movie. <laughs> because it's more dramatic, being bitten by a vampire. Let's see. <laughs> this is more of just a 
technology factual error. But when Henry Sergis, who is the vampire who befriends Lincoln and yes. gives him advice. Howard Stark in yeah. Captain America. Yeah, and sees potential in him. Uh, he shows Lincoln a photograph of a sa- slave family family in 1837. The first photograph was actually in 1838, so it was a year later. So mm. that's just a minor Bunch detail. Pikers. Hey, where's the waitress? I don't understand. Did she come by here yet? No, um, and Sage is busy playing Lego Indiana right. Jones, so he's probably not going to be much help. Abraham Lincoln, who lost his son Willie, which yes. happens in the movie, yes. from a vampire bite, actually died Gosh. of typhoid fever. See, well, vampire really bite. did die. That's what they tell you. Vampire yeah. bite's more yeah. exciting, so mm-hmm. I'm glad they changed that, too. And this is interesting. During the trip to Gettysburg, both Lincoln and Johnson, Johnson was his friend, um, the slave friend that got whipped in the eye at the beginning of the movie. The black guy. Okay. Yeah, the black guy. He contracted sm- the smallpox virus. Now, Lincoln recovered, but Johnson died. Okay. Lincoln arranged for him to be buried in the National Cemetery at Arlington, an exceedingly rare occurrence for a black person in the 1860s. Johnson's headstone was inscribed with one word, citizen. Oh, that's neat. Okay, cool. That's very Isn't cool. That kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. So just some see. interesting facts about how the movie diverges from history, but it's still a cool movie. When, when Ashley and I went to, to the uh, movie theater... Yeah, can I help you? I said, yeah, I'll have two for the uh, Abraham Lincoln documentary, please. And they went, huh? I said, vampire, vampire <laughs> hunter. He goes, oh, okay, you're being funny. Like, yeah. We and, got or, a funny you one. You say, or am I? <laughs> um, I just, I had so much fun with that movie. I mean, when he was swinging the, the axe mm-hmm. and taking out the vampires, I just, I felt like standing up and cheering. You know, when when they they discuss what made him special from other people, it yeah. was his honesty and the fact that he could channel that and it made him extraordinary. Yeah. And that was that was a really nice play. That's why he was able to chop a tree down with one swing, because his honesty was so pure and he spoke it. And, you know, honest Abe, of course, you know, that's what made him extraordinary. And that's where this guardian, this guy who his mentor uh, taught him how to become a vampire uh, slayer. And plus he saw his mother die yeah. uh, at the hands of a vampire. Well, that would make anybody mad. And he, does, and he does have revenge on the mind for the first quarter of the yeah. movie. I forgot the girl's name that played his wife. Mary uh, something? Mary Win- Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. She was in Scott Pilgrim and Sky High. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Uh, it was, she's a cutie pie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the, he did uh, have a, a, a shopkeep. The character's name was Joshua Speed, played by Jimmy Simpson. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't see where he kind of fit in history, but he was a very nice character. He, was, he kind of befriended Hitler. Hitler Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> I love Nazis. <laughs> Where's your head? <laughs> but he befriended Lincoln and uh, was kind of his, I don't know, right-hand yeah. man for a while. Um. You got... Uh, Did you get the crystal skull? Did you get bitten? Oh, no. Wow! Hey, give me five. That's awesome. You have the Sage coolest shirt got, on. Sage you're, got the crystal skull on Legos Raiders. Hey, you're wearing the coolest shirt right now that's in the house. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he doesn't care. He is. It's, that's a very soft... It's one of those... It's the new generation of soft t-shirts they make. You know, they used to make t-shirts kind of hard and crackly, you know? Yeah. You had to... You know, they felt like they'd been um, starched. But nowadays they make these very soft fabrics, and, mm-hmm. and that's one of them. Is that and Indiana Jones Lego really? 2? 
Yes, it is. By the way, I finished in uh, Batman 2 DC Superheroes. God, you son of a gun. Did you buy it or did you the like Arkham Asylum it. one? Did you game fly it or what? No, I the the new Batman Lego. Oh. Batman 2 Lego Super DC Superheroes. Mm-hmm. I'm not done talking about A, but I finished it. And it's odd because when I finished the whole story, I yes. played it virtually nonstop. Yeah, okay. I was only 20% through. Yeah, that'll happen. Well, we did the same thing. We when we uh we got done with all the levels in um, Star Wars. We're less than we're like a quarter of the way through. It's like yeah. what? How are we forty? You know, we got like forty one of one hundred and sixty levels down, and we finished the game. Well, because you got to go find all the hidden. Objects yeah, I mean, we ended up like having to go do a bunch of um, you know a bunch of missions, bounty hunter missions, and this and that, and you find stuff. During during the live show, you guys had mentioned Skyrim about how cool yes. that game was. I've actually I'm playing the game that came before it which was called oblivion four yes which is a lot of fun i gotta okay. say um i'm not sure how much longer i'll play it because you can just wander this world forever with these missions you have to do yeah and i think there is an end to it okay but it's um you know i'm starting to lose interest because you really have to okay. become invested in yeah, it the and, batman and, uh, the new batman one is is also an open world yeah like when you're superman or wonder woman or green lantern for that matter mm-hmm. you can just fly anywhere oh cool. and look around and Fly, you know, break stuff in the streets and get coins and whatnot. But nice. Anyway, Vampire Hunter. I thought the special effects were really good. Yeah. You know, the the vampire ness was was pretty good. I didn't find mm-hmm. it cheesy. Um, the uh, <laughs> what what did you think about uh, how the vampires got to live in the daylight by putting sun balm by putting uh, suntan lotion? They had that sun balm that they would always cover their faces with. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? They no. they they were always they always cut Lip to balm? a couple shots of a of a sun balm and they would be Sturgis did it a couple times. Sun balm? Where he put, he put it on his face. I don't remember know. that. Yeah. It, it, it was just a throwaway shot, oh, but okay. they but they would show him doing it every so often so they could be out in the daylight. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter said if the if starlight is just reflected sunlight from the moon, how come vampires can go out at night and not be burned up? Mm, good point. I think it's because it's, it's just because it's more and, diffused. Yeah, yes, exactly. It's a diluted product. That's right. It's like someone threw some uh, two sixteen over the moon. Most people don't know what that means. You know, two sixteen. Call in and ask. You got about fifteen minutes left for the some show. Light infusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, uh, disagrees with you fellas. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you. I haven't seen the movie. I prefer to make my own judgments. So what does Rotten Tomatoes Rotten say? Tomatoes uh, gives it a 35%. And the average rating on Rotten Tomatoes out of 146 uh, uh, reviews is a 4.9 out of 10. Uh, 51 fresh and 95 rotten. Can you read some of the uh, headlines or some of the brief reviews from critics? Uh, yes. Um, Richard Roper says, of course, it's ridiculous and tasteless and grotesque. It's Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. (laughs) Uh, Then Lisa Schwartzbaum says, the movie plays safe by cutting everything down the middle. A swing that's effective when splitting wood of vampire skulls, but dull when applied to filmmaking. Hmm. And then um, I can hear the Jewish in her voice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Richard Baca from the Denver Post says the disconnect between intention and final product is a head scratcher. Huh. Um, Andrew O'Hare, Andrew O'Hare from Salon says Bekmambetov stages hilarious, imaginative, almost free form action sequences like nobody in the business. 
That's the director. Yes, that uh, Tamir Bekmambetov. I, I liked how they weaved the fiction into actual Me history, too. you know? Mm-hmm. So the reason the North won mm-hmm. the Civil War so decisively was because the South used vampires yes. in the final stages of the war yeah. for their army. Well, the North got wind of this, and so in an effort to end the war, Lincoln scrounged up all the silver he could, okay. and they made weapons out of them and nice. gave those silver weapons to the North and just ended the war that way. Wowzers. Uh, um, silver, a, a long time ago, some friends and I were working on this. Well, no, it actually got produced. It's. Uh, back in my archives, there is a 30-minute film called um, Enchilada Azul, Vampire <laughs> Hunter, or Vampire Killer. I would love to have <laughs> the, the, key, the key card to that archive. Enchilada Azul? Yeah. Um, Monterey Jack and Enchilada Azul, okay. Vampire Killers. That's, uh, I am Enchilada Azul. And we were hunting vampires in this 30-minute short film. So to when get ready to do this? For it, 80s, mid 80s, high school, college, uh, college summer. Okay. Um, and such so a stereotype. Did, you taking the name <laughs> Enchiladas Azul, but I was, uh, but I was French, by the way. Okay, <laughs> which is that's so confusing. Um, but the um, I did some, you know, so I did a lot of reading on vampires, so I could get to know what they were. Yeah, and silver is one of those things that you don't hear a lot about, but that kills vampires. Yes, it does. Because of the purity of the metal. They also don't like garlic. I never figured that one. Yeah. See, I thought silver was for werewolves. Yeah, and it's more associated with werewolves. But it's it's uh, silver has a purity to it that no other metal has. Okay. And, and yes. being that vampires are evil and stuff no, like that. It's absolutely true it's, that the vampires are also uh, subject to um, silver prohibition. Yeah. Yes. Um, and there's also something like green vampires. That's a Chinese thing. For really? some vampires, they can only be killed if you chop their head off and bury it at a crossroads. It has to be in the middle of the crossroads. That's the only way that's, it can stay dead. That doesn't not make a lot any of work. sense. <laughs> it's just it's not logical yeah. at all. Yeah. Now, cutting their heads off and you know stuffing them with garlic, you know that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I don't understand. But I just remember reading about all these different cultures and how they, you know, had their own vampires or versions of them. You know, zombies yes. are in a sense a scent. A form of vampire. It's a living dead. You know, so yeah. what, what we call a vampire, they may call a zombie, but it's kind of... Oh, there okay. was an episode of Aqua Unit Patrol Squad 1. Yes. Which, by the way, has come back under a new name. Aqua something, you know, whatever is the name <laughs> of it. And uh, the first episode was great. Um, anyway, this one episode of Aqua Unit Patrol Squad 1, the world had been overrun by vampires. Yes. And it turns out Shake was immune to a vampire bite only because he used a uh, garlic deodorant and which uh, makes sense yes so anyway it's good times um i'm getting the blu-ray when it comes out yeah i think i will this is one of those rare movies where i just had too much yeah. fun with it holy yeah. cow it was good um, i liked it a lot um highlight like uh-huh. wh- like what character besides lincoln did you really kind of like um well i mean i liked I liked Henry. I I should have seen it coming, but I was surprised when he turned out to be a vampire, you know. Um, But, uh, you know, 
I, I liked uh, what was his buddy's name that got whipped as a oh a let kid? me look Johnson uh, Henry no that's Henry Sturgis I'm looking it up uh, keep going uh, I thought it was cool that he he had um, you know that uh, child William Johnson yeah that William was you know stuck with him mm-hmm. as an adult and he even picked up a few moves you know swinging the axe that when they were fighting the vampires on the top of the moving train mm-hmm. that was awesome you know yeah lincoln would swing the axe and he'd throw it to william and william would grab it and swing and take out a couple of vampires and then toss it back to abraham and that was awesome now um and i'm surprised we haven't seen that like maybe it's in a star wars novel or stuff but the way they were sharing the axe you would imagine that there'd be a scene in a star wars book or an animated series where they share a, a lightsaber like that because oh, that yeah. was pretty cool yeah that was very bill cool. they were basically back to back and one would do an action okay throw it behind him and then lincoln would grab it and do his action and then swing it back to him so they were this universal they, they were this one unit that was fighting vampires it with their backs cool. to each other. So sweet. And, cool. and the axe also had a gun in it. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, and it was a silver line. It was uh, the blade. The axe blade okay. was lined with silver. All right. Yeah. And then the gun. You didn't know about yeah. the gun until you thought Lincoln was going to buy it. And then you heard this <laughs> click. And <laughs> at the end of the, the head kind of pops off and reveals some metal going into the wooden handle. Okay. And then. You know, he blows a vampire's head off. It was pretty fun. This sounds, I really, really liked it. This sounds very much like a Steven Summers movie. There was there was a scene which essentially was a car chase in the 1860s where it took place on the on the horses um, running. Oh my god! And the and uh, Lincoln and uh, the vampire who killed his mother were chasing each other, and they were literally jumping on moving horses. And and it was a what do you call that? It was a herd of horses just running. What do you what's call the, it? What's the plural? What's a group of horses? Called? I think it's a pride. A pride of horses. That's lions. Just... <laughs> okay, fine. You asked me. I'm gonna Google I, it. I, I I threw it out there. But it, it was amazing. What? A pack? A murder? A murder of horses? <laughs> what is a? That'd be crows. But it, it was essentially like a car. It was, it was a car chase. Know that. Horses. It was like a called. car chase. Uh, uh, with these two guys just jumping on moving horses and dodging moving horses and riding them and fighting them and being kicked and landing on another moving horse. That takes uh, more skill than you'd think, oh, by the way. So good. But Lincoln, yeah. But Lincoln can do it because of his his honesty is so pure that he, he can do that. It's a herd, a herd of horses. So yeah. Was he like Jim Kirk or something? <laughs> Uh, he was he was more than that. I mean, he could bring a tree down Dude, with one Stop right now. I will not have that. It was I'll, good. It was a lot a, of fun. I will not abide that kind of talk. It was a lot of fun. Now, I did have some hesitation when I found out that Tim Burton was mm-hmm. producing it. Notoriously, Tim Burton movies, especially yes. when he directs it, the story is very weak. Okay. He's more of a visual director yeah. than, than a story director. Well, I was, I was so wrong on this. It was just so, just the story was tight and fun and, and you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt, man. Well, Come on. Yeah. It didn't taste like. Burton at all yeah it thing. didn't the the only thing that looked like Burton were maybe the costumes but that was it yeah I liked it and and Helena Bonham Carter was nowhere to be found <laughs> you know thank goodness if you know oh, really yeah okay because um she was in the vampire movie I saw recently what's that uh I took the uh the kiddos maybe this is a poor parenting choice <laughs> I can already tell you it is, but yeah, I know, I know. I'm, I was just, I was trying to leave some room open for you know, in case this goes to trial. I want there to be a shadow <laughs> of a doubt so I can get off. Um, but uh, we uh, we all went and enjoyed the uh, the dollar uh, 
the dollar theater version of Dark Shadows. Oh yeah. And when I say enjoyed, it's already in the dollar theater. When I say enjoyed, wow. I'm slightly exaggerating. Um, that quotes, was air that, quotes. That was directed by Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah. and it would, did have Helena Bottom Carter in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bellatri- Bellatrix Lestrange, for those of you Harry Potter fans. Um, but uh, it was. Uh, um, by the way, it gets a better rating on Rotten Tomatoes than um, than your movie did. Really? So, uh, you know, hey, kind of hard to believe. Yeah, FTW boys. I would. Uh, I I was. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to see Dark Shadows. I, I okay. was I was gonna go see it even though it was a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. But the day it came out, I was reading the reviews and yeah. they all said the same thing that I hear about all Tim Burton movies about weak story, it's just all visual. And so I was just um, like, I'm not gonna bother. I um I don't know if I intend to launch into this um and deconstruct it. Uh I, I will refrain from a full scale deconstruction, but um it did not look like a Tim Burton movie. Um, it could have been directed by somebody different, and uh, you would not have known. It, it was very, it was very odd in that way because Tim obviously is so stylized, mm-hmm. and it's so very hard to um, see a Tim Burton movie and not know immediately that this is a Tim Burton movie. This one didn't feel like a Tim Burton movie necessarily, and it was interesting that this was clearly a Tim Burton movie because all the the usual suspects were there. You know, your Johnny Depp's and your Helena Bonham Carter's. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer was there, who, of course, you know, was uh, Catwoman in Batman, you know, the second Batman yeah, movie that Batman uh, Burton directed. So, you know, there were a lot of his usual suspects there. Um, uh, Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, Hit Girl, which had nothing to do with nothing, uh, was in it. Um, Johnny Lee Miller was in it. It was a good cast. Um, I found the, the, the storyline to be a little bit flat. And I, I read a lot of reviews that said, um, much like, Abe Lincoln Vampire Killer, this movie is not sure. It, it, it seems like it's not sure what it wants to be. Okay. Because it's half the time it's kind of a comedy, and half the time it's kind of serious. And it's never horror movie, you know. It's never, you know, Sam Raimi, you know, Evil Dead kind <laughs> of scary. I think Brad's coffee kicked in. <laughs> Yay. But it, it's never... It's it's never, you know, horror movie scary. It's never dumb and dumb or funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of is in between these two. And um, uh, it, it kind of vacillates from, from one feel to another. And um, I couldn't help but notice that uh, the screenwriters were people I'd never heard of. You know, Tim Burton did, apparently did not have a hand in the storyline. Um, see that, and, and I think it, that's just because he hasn't, you know, I think dialogue to him is secondary. And I don't mean yeah. that. Uh, that's just his style. He's well, all about how the movie Yeah. And, and there, there are so many. Yeah, I've, I've kind of fallen off the Tim Burton bandwagon. I thought he was amazing when he did Beetlejuice and when he did, you know, the first Batman movie. Yeah. And, and there, there's a lot of them out there that I think are really good. Uh, what was, um, gosh, was From Hell one of those? Hmm. I, it I mean, may I'll, have been. I'll look up his, his bio. It may have been. But, uh, um, I started falling out of love with Tim Burton about the time he started doing his animatic stuff, the um, Nightmare Before Christmas, and uh, you see, I think, um, and, and he co-produced or he co-directed or mm-hmm. produced those. Those I think are his are his strong suits. I think he's yeah. a good producer because he definitely has a look or a mood he wants to achieve. It just yes. needs to be done by someone who can uh, who can capture a story yeah. or you know get you involved with a character. And this was Dark Shadows. It was a it was a cute little movie. I mean, it wasn't. I I took a ten year old and a five year old to go see it, and it wasn't too much for them. Um, there were there was a um, a, a scene where 
Johnny Depp and um, uh, the great Ava Green um, have Nookie, but it's it's very it's very interesting because they're both superhuman. Sorry, spoiler alert. That uh, that their their nookie uh, happens like as they're rolling up and down walls and across yeah. the ceiling and you know it was, finger, it fingernails was, are scraping through you know solid wood. And, it was that you know. scene in the preview that made me want to see it because it looked funny. But it, uh, but it the wasn't see were so it wasn't played for laughs though. Hmm. I mean it you know it was amusing I guess but it wasn't ha 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 look at that man that's great you know let let me read through his his movies of. He's directed since Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay. So these are movies he's directed. Pee-wee, Beetle, Beetlejuice, Batman, greatness, Edward greatness. Scissorhands, yeah. Batman Returns. Um, Ed Wood. That was not bad. I, I really like that movie. That, yeah. that's, that's a strong movie for him. That movie was a little too long, but it was a very good movie. Mars Attacks, I thought was oh, a loss, total that loss. Was, I love that. It wasn't really? a total loss, but, but 20 minutes in, it was the same movie for the next I loved it. 70 my, minutes. My, my problem with that movie is you didn't know who to follow with it because he had all these separate stories with separate mm-hmm. characters. And so a lot like Phantom Menace, who is the main character in this movie and yeah. who am I supposed to be following? Because it's, it's how many jokes can I throw in and yeah. how many threads can I throw out? Well, for me, um, Mars Attacks made me insane because once the alien, once Mars started attacking... It was just one long sequence, basically from there to the end of the movie, and it just it it felt like this should have been you know a thirty minute episode of something. You know, this should not have been a major motion picture. He did not have ninety minutes worth of ideas to cram into this thing, and, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of it was a lot of tongue in cheek, but it wasn't enough to hold up the fact that there was no storyline whatsoever once Mars began to attack. Uh, Sleepy Hollow, which is uh, that okay, that is one of my favorite of. movies. That, I love Sleepy Hollow. That's that is. Tim Burton, I think, at his roughly at his apex. Um, Planet of the Apes, which I think we all kind of feel, you know, again, uh, not an awful movie, not not a not a loss, I guess. Uh, you know, if you if you see the movie, I don't think you'll feel ripped off for that hour and a half, two hours of your life, but not a great movie. I mean, it doesn't. We knew this already. We're not breaking new ground. That it doesn't um, it doesn't change the way we look at film or humanity or anything in the way that uh, the original did. And just rounding it up, Big Fish, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Corp, oh, Corpse Bride, Sweeney Todd, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, I didn't know he did Sweeney Todd. Yeah, Dark Shadows, and a new movie coming out later this day, Frank and Weenie, which I think is a sh- based on a short. He oh, did it looks awful. Early God. in his career, when we went and saw Prometheus, uh, it had maybe the weakest set of previews I've seen in a movie theater in a long time. Yeah, the um. The Frankenweenie trailer just puts me to sleep. I, I just, I, I actually do not want to see it. I mean, it, it just, it looks kind of depressing, and you know, I, I had a a, a mother mm-hmm. go. You know, it looks like it's supposed to be a kids' movie, and yeah. she was just like, "So, how do I explain to my child that this dog is dead, but that this guy brought that this boy brought it back to life, and but the dog is dead?" You know, it seemed like this. Yeah. How do you? Who's the audience for the movie? I guess is. Oh, is I mean, what we she was. We grew up watching, you know, the the Boris Karloff, Bela Lugosi, Frankenstein, you know, Dracula, Mummy movies, you know, on Saturday afternoons when we were young. Um, we managed to get through it. Um, you know, my five year old Sarge was able to uh, get the concept of uh, Dark Shadows and uh, and ride with it. So I don't I don't think that's a, a, a deal breaker. But uh, but I get your point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, that's interesting. I, I thought that uh, Tim Burton's directorial legacy would have been a lot longer than that. Mm. Uh, he, I guess he, he does he, a lot of producing. Yeah, and he's done a lot of producing yeah. too. Um, uh, even Cabin Boy, I, I closed the list, but even Cabin Boy. He I'm sorry. That. He produced Cabin Boy with Chris Elliott. That is awesome. Yeah. Cabin Boy is a great movie. <laughs> I only saw it once uh, in the theater. You, you got, These you pipes got any gum? are clean. You got uh, any gum? <laughs> hey, uh, you want to buy a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> You're David hey, Christine. Hey, David, hey, Margie. David Letterman may be his only movie um, acting. God, that is the great. Uh, that, that cameo, in my humble opinion, may be... If not the greatest cameo in movie history, it's up there. And and I no cameo. <laughs> he can't. You can't. What? You can't <laughs> speak normally ever. A cameo appearance is where. No, you're, no, no. What? Huh? Cameo. It's not cameo. Sure. Okay. You do that. Let's go with that. Just to piss me off. It's All right. Cool Does it work? It's the cool whip. No, of course not. Um, whip. No, it's a. Uh, uh, a lot of people say that uh, Bill Murray's appearance in um, uh, Zombieland is mm-hmm. the greatest in history, and I, uh, I think that this is absolutely right up there. Um, you know, you've you haven't lived until you've seen David Letterman on the <laughs> silver screen. And I don't know if I ever saw it in the theaters. Um, I saw I saw it in the theater because I okay. was because Chris Elliott was just riding that that oh. A train to just. You know, this is going to be the next big thing, and you know he hit his apex. Now yep. he 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 still does lots of work. You still see him out there, but that's when Chris Elliott. Oh, I'm do no wrong. incredibly proud, more proud than I should be of the fact that I've been on board with Chris Elliott since uh, since the good old days, the days of the man under the stairs. And yeah. Chris Elliott had his own talk show on the Letterman Show there for a while. <laughs> you know, the, he had a he had a little B set, you know, and, yeah. and he'd get a little five minute uh, talk show. I miss those days. I wonder if you can find that stuff on YouTube. What was the name? Uh, this is kind of a divergence, but... Um, uh, that never for, happens on this show. Those were back <laughs> in the days when Andy Kaufman would come on. He would bring a steering wheel, and they would like go for a ride in the country. You know, that kind uh, of thing. Freddie Got Fingered? Was that a... Was, oh, awful. That was, Tom, that was Tom, Green. Tom Green. Tom Green. Yeah, Tom Green it, was, was... It had it, some it, interesting moments, but... Well, that, just, just the title alone should disqualify you from seeing it. But I'm talking about Tom Green himself in that yeah. he, he kind of started off as that Chris Elliott type of, you know, okay. kind of cultish uh, actor. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, oh, you know, he's weird, but he might be going places. And then, you know, he made that movie, you know, Freddie yeah. Got Fingered. And then it's he's nothing. You don't hear from him anymore. He was married to Drew Barrymore for a while, right. wasn't he? Well, yeah. he, did, he, had a, uh, he had a cameo appearance in uh, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, Drew Barrymore and him were an item back then. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, when so he it would have been awkward to have done that if they had just broken up. Yeah, I wonder what happened to him. Uh, you know, he's around. I saw uh, he's uh, um, he's one of those guys that apparently has figured out how to monetize uh, podcasting. Oh wow! Yes, which uh, is apparently a nice trick. Tom Green Channel. Yeah. Um, much like uh, Glenn Beck, you know, he's got his own on. You know, his online presence is robust enough that, uh, that he gets paid to do it. Uh, Adam Carolla, I think, is uh, is also one of those people in that camp. You know, okay. he's he's so popular online that he can actually you know make a living off of it. You guys want to wrap up and do another? Yeah, do another episode. I don't know. Do the people want us to do another episode? Sure. Well, I do, and the Professor does. She likes it when we do too, so we don't have to come here every week. Right. <laughs> Good point. All right. Okay. What? Well, that it? Yeah, that's it. It's good to be back, guys. Okay. Well, Dark Shadows, you know, it was okay. Uh, 
Thanks for listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Proud member of the HHW LOD network. These outros are so much better than Frank's back. <laughs> yes. Um, be sure to dro- drop us a line at, H- at oh, uh, Half Hour Wasted. Yes. We should mention, again, if you're interested in joining the Half Hour, La- Half Hour Wasted Softball League, let us know. Half Hour Wasted at gmail.com, like Frank said, or tweet us or call us if you know our numbers. Send us an email if you want to participate. It's Have coming you got up in the fall. Yet? No. Okay. Nobody. It's coming up in the fall. But right. it's only been what? A week. Yeah, it's been a it's week. It's been a so. week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Brad, gave, Brad gave us our, our tweet address, which is uh, HHWLOD. Um, Brad Milo, uh, the voice, HHW, yeah. and Frank A. Rincon at uh, our Twitter handles. And, um, you know, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted.